0: Section 76 of Final Report of the Advisory Committee of Human Radiation Experiments This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry Final Report of the Advisory Committee on Human Radiation Experiments Contemporary Projects, Chapter 16, Part 2 General Attitudes Toward and Beliefs About Biomedical Research Brief Survey In the brief survey, patients were asked a series of questions concerning their attitudes toward and beliefs about medical research. Almost all of the patients had positive impressions of medical research. Specifically, 52% reported a very favourable attitude toward research, and 37% a somewhat favourable attitude. Only 5% of patients described themselves as having an unfavourable attitude. Controlling for multiple factors, the characteristics associated with more favourable general attitudes toward research included being older, age greater than 60, Being male, being a patient in radiation oncology rather than cardiology, and having reported currently being or having been a participant in research. More than two thirds of the patients reported that they believed medical research usually or always advances science. More than 80% of the patients agreed that medical research does not involve unreasonable risks, 86%. Nevertheless, some patients, 9%, believed that research usually or always poses unreasonable risks to people. Controlling for multiple factors, the characteristics associated with holding this belief included being younger, being African-American, not having a college education, being in fair or poor general health, and not having any experience as a research participant. 7% of patients believed that participants in medical research are usually or always pressured into participating. Patients more likely to believe that people are pressured into research were African-American and had an annual income of less than $25,000. 37% of patients believed that patients who participate in medical research are usually or always better off medically than similar patients who are not in medical research. Patients with a more positive view about research tended to be older, have incomes of less than $50,000 a year, and have had some experience as a research participant. In-depth interview In the in-depth interviews, patients' general attitudes about research often seemed to be shaped by what their own research experiences had been and patients generally had very positive things to say about their own experiences. Typically, they believed that the projects in which they were or had been participants had been explained thoroughly, that they had been treated kindly, and that they had received at least as much benefit as could have been expected. Moreover, the more experience people had with research, the more positive was their attitude. In addition, a few patients admitted that they had held a rather negative impression of research until they themselves had participated at which time their impression changed one respondent said i didn't know what to expect in the beginning i was worried you know i was a little upset a little frightened and everything once i got there i found that the people were very nice very professional and they care about their patients you think that you are going to be a number that they just may be cold and calculating they'll just be thinking about just the data itself and you are just a number or something but once i got there i found that the doctors and nurses and everybody are very concerned about the individual and you find that out because they take the time to know your name these findings are consistent with those from the brief survey in which patients who currently were or once had been research participants had significantly more positive attitudes about research than those who had never participated. When asked for their attitudes and beliefs about medical research generally, rather than about their own experiences, patients again had very positive things to say. Research was thought of as a promising endeavour, something that would advance knowledge and help other people. Research is the only way advancement is made in the medical field particularly. It's got to be done at some point in time on human beings, and there are people who are alive today because of the people who did research projects. Another respondent strongly endorsed research activities. Overall, I have to say, clinical trials, medical experiments, are the only way we're going to find any type of results, because you can practice on guinea pigs, monkeys, or whatever, But the only way you're going to find out if any of these drugs are going to work is you're going to have to do it on a human being. While patients articulated the necessity of conducting research, a few reiterated the importance of looking out for the interests of the human participants. I think that research is awfully important in all fields, and the more it involves human life, the more guarded one has to be about it. Terminology Brief Survey In the brief survey, patients were asked to compare the term medical research with one of four alternative terms – clinical trial, clinical investigation, medical study, or medical experiment. The term medical experiment evoked the most striking and negative associations. It was the only term to be evaluated as worse than the term medical research on all of the dimensions considered. Specifically, patients who were asked to compare medical experiments with medical research reported that patients in medical experiments were more likely to get unproven treatments and be at greater risk than patients in medical research, and also that they were less likely to do better medically. By comparison, Patients thought those in medical research were more likely to those in either clinical investigations or clinical trials to get unproven treatments and to be at greater risk, but they were more likely to do better medically. The term medical study got better ratings than the term medical research in every respect. Medical studies were viewed as less risky as less likely to involve unproven treatments, and as offering a greater chance at medical benefit. In-depth interview Distinctions in meaning among different terms for biomedical research also emerged from the in-depth interview. Elaborating on the findings of the brief survey, the terms experiment and experimental, for the vast majority of participants, meant that something was unproven, untested, or in the first stage of testing, and was thereby riskier and perhaps scary. Some patients said they would become a participant in an experiment only if they were terminally ill. A few participants described quite explicit images of what experiments involved. I envision all kinds of weird things done to the body, and I assume that's not true, But also, I envision a medical experiment may be done in a laboratory, sealed up somewhere, where no one even knows what's going on. Another respondent said, Medical experiment almost sounds like Frankenstein to me. When asked to explain the term experiment, patients often invoked the term guinea pig to convey the sentiment of being the victim of an experiment. For example, one respondent, when asked to define the term medical experiment, said that's where you get down to the human guinea pig, where they might be injecting medication or whatever they want to inject in someone and watching them for a reaction. In comparison with the term experiment, clinical trial and clinical investigation were not such evocative terms. Some patients gave hesitant or stumbling definitions or said they were not familiar with these terms. On the other hand, some patients did attach meaning to these terms, defining them as endeavors that were at an intermediate stage of inquiry, where researchers already know something about the topic and they are now trying the next step. Patients were most likely to consider study a benign endeavor, akin to studying something in school. Study brings to my mind more of using documentation for analysis. With a study, you're looking at records. You look at past histories and so forth. It is mostly paperwork, documents, or the books and things. Of the four terms offered, patients usually said they would prefer to be in a study. It was reported to be the least harmful because it was believed to be the least invasive. In comparison to experiments which many patients believed involved trying things out, on animals and or humans, studies, they felt, usually entailed gathering information and reviewing paperwork. Personal experience with research. Brief survey. 30%, 570, of the 1,882 patients interviewed reported that they were or had been participants in research. See Table 4. We were able to review records or consult other sources for 541 of these 570 cases. By these reviews, we were able to confirm research participation in 302 of 541 cases, 56%. In another 203 of the 541 cases, 38%, we were unable to find documentation to suggest whether or not the patient was participating or had participated in research. In the remaining 36 cases, the reviews by health professionals on the advisory committee staff concluded that these patients were probably in error and that they were not indeed research participants. In summary, 16% 302 of 1,882 of the total sample consistent with their reports were former or current research participants. Also, assuming that most of the patients for whom research participation could not be verified, but consistent with their own reports, were probably truly former or current participants 11% or 203 of 1,882, then a total of 27% of the brief survey respondents were former or current research participants. By contrast, 2% of the total sample, 36 of 1,882, were likely incorrect in their perception of themselves as being participants in research. Table 4. Personal experience with participation in research. Results of the record review. Note the numbers in this table should be interpreted in the context of the explanation and limitations presented in the text, pages 10 to 12 and 21 to 24. End note. Result of record review. In research, subjects who reported they were in research, n equals 570, 53 percent, 302. Subjects who said they were not in research, n equals 1,223, 5%, 69. Couldn't tell. Subjects who reported they were in research, 36%, 203. Subjects who said they were not in research, 2%, 23. Probably not in research. Subjects who reported they were in research, 6%, 36. Subjects who said they were not in research, 88%, 1,080. No record review. Subjects who reported they were in research, 5%, 29. Subjects who said they were not in research, 4%, 51. End of table. 65%, 1,223 of 1,882. Of the patients interviewed reported that they were not and never had been participants in research. We were able to review records or consult other sources for 1,172 of these cases. In 23 of the cases, relevant records were unavailable to confirm participation. In our review of records and other sources, we did not find evidence of research participation for 1,080 Of 1,149 patients. In 69 of these 1,149 cases, however, advisory committee health professional staff was able to confirm patients' participation in research. In 61 of these 69 cases, the preliminary evidence for participation had included an informed consent form signed by the patient for enrollment in the research project. In summary, then, 60% of the total sample, 1,080 of a total of 1,882, appear never to have been research participants, in the sense that there is no evidence to the contrary, and in another 1% of the sample, 23 out of 1,882, it is unclear. By contrast, 4%, 69, of 1,882, of the total sample were apparently incorrect in believing they had never been participants in research. Although the committee could not return to the 69 subjects to determine whether the apparent discrepancy was due to true lack of awareness, or perhaps to other factors like confusion, misunderstanding of the question, or poor memory, we did attempt to take a closer look at these cases. The 69 patients came from all five geographic sites sampled in the SIS and were receiving care at every type of institution participating in the study, that is, university hospitals, government or military hospitals, veterans affairs medical centres, and community hospitals. These patients were interviewed in radiation oncology, medical oncology, and cardiology clinics. Their ages ranged from 21 to 89 years of age, 30 were women and 39 were men, and the majority, 53, were white, 12 were African-American and 4 were of other ethnicities. Their educational background ranged from less than 8th grade to those with graduate or professional degrees. The records of these 69 patients who reported that they were not in research but for whom evidence of research participation was found, were subjected to extensive review and analysis by advisory committee health professional staff. According to this review, about half of these patients had been enrolled in research during the previous year. The consent forms of 42 of the studies in which these patients were enrolled had been included in the sample of consent forms reviewed by our expert panel. According to the panel, the disease burden for those recruited for these 42 studies ranged from low, 5 studies, to high, 18 studies, with the remainder being medium, 19 studies. Most of these studies involved the evaluation of treatment, 23 studies, while some were diagnostic, 13, or other types of studies, 5. Finally, of these 42 studies, 25 were determined by our experts as posing minimal incremental risk to subjects and 17 as posing more than minimal incremental risk. In-depth interview. Patients completing the brief survey were recruited for the in-depth interview if they reported that they currently were or once had been participants in research. Through the review process described above, however, research participation could not be verified for nine of the 99 in-depth interview patients, nor did the transcripts of these nine patients suggest that they were research participants. Two of these nine patients told stories about research participation that were confusing or unclear. Another seven of the nine seemed to believe that anything new or unknown or in a few instances any tests, were research. One such respondent with a rare medical condition without a known efficacious treatment described the interventions she received and said, Everything is experimental. They don't know how to cure it. These nine transcripts were excluded from further analysis. Distinctions between research and medical care While the brief survey did not address distinctions between medical treatment and research, this issue arose during the in-depth interview. Here, patients' descriptions of their research experiences often included descriptions of their physical conditions, their own healthcare providers, or the hospitals at which their research projects were conducted. Research experiences particularly for those patients who reported being in research evaluating potential treatments, were inextricably interwoven with their medical care experiences. One respondent described her research experience as a means of treating what I have. Another respondent, when asked what she disliked about the project in which she was a participant, replied, nothing other than the fact that nobody likes to be sick and nobody likes to go to doctors. While patients, if asked, were quite able to identify which procedures, tests, and staff were associated with their research, they did not themselves readily make distinctions between research and medical treatment. Particularly for patients with serious medical diagnoses, research often was viewed as one of the treatment options for their medical conditions. Not surprisingly, then, some participants evaluated their research experience in terms of whether they believed it would provide them with clinical benefit. One respondent noted, I see results that indicate that the chemotherapy that I am taking is working, and therefore that is adequate enough to satisfy me. Despite the tendency for some patients to fuse discussions of research and treatment, Some clearly differentiated the two. This was especially true for those who reported that they were in diagnostic, epidemiologic, or survey research. End of section 76